Hello, hello. Welcome to Words and Voices, a little sanctuary, a quiet nook where you'll hear hard, raw, and humbling conversations with some of the best humans elevating humanity. This is for the round pegs and square holes, the misfits, oddballs, weirdos, tinkerers, and thinkers who dig a simple philosophy that one word, one message, one idea, and one voice can change the world. So, without further ado, here's our chief mischief maker, Neelam Tawar. Hello, hello. Welcome to part two of my conversation with Mario Pereca. And I hope you loved part one. I hope it resonated with you and it gave you some insights. In part two, Mario and I are talking about how he has certain principles he follows as he builds his world and not just the business side of things. But what does he keep in mind? What does he think about when it comes to morality and his intentions? And how does he keep the main thing, the main thing? Because that's the most important thing, I guess. <laughs> and I think, you know, one of the things you guys, whoever's listening to this, please know that everyone who's coming on the show is giving you little nuggets of wisdom and Feel free to always repeat, listen to something that you heard once, go back to it after a few weeks, listen to it again, and you'll find something new to pull from it. And I hope this interview does the same for you. The one thing we talk about towards the end, and you'll hear this, uh, are the concepts of patience and faith. Mario and I laugh about this because these are the two areas I feel I'm challenged in. (laughs) I don't have uh, as much patience as most people should. And my faith is always... A work in progress. <laughs> and my good fortune is always that I'm surrounded by people like Mario and many people in my world who show me through their actions, through their integrity and the way they live and the way they conduct business and life and build relationships that they're always keeping these at the forefront at some level or the other. And I'm always extremely humbled that these beautiful things come through in conversations and they end up becoming little reminders for me as well. So Patience and faith, my friends, patience and faith, but have a listen to what Mario and I talk about beyond this, beyond how to simplify, how to get to the brass track of anything it it is that you're doing so that you keep the main thing, the main thing. Without further ado, part two of me and Mario. Enjoy, friends. And also like openness, right? For it to be better or different than what you expected it to be, because more often than not, I think sometimes even the human brain cannot comprehend the possibility of even their own desires and wishes. I can count many times in my life, and even as of today, I can count that beautiful things have crossed my path today, magical things have crossed my path today. Even as simple as listening to the birds uh, while I was, it gets a little loud in India, so I stay with these like noise cancellation earbuds. And I remember I was doing my meditation and I was reading the Gita. Because every year I read the Gita from start to finish. Anyway, like every year I read that piece of text. For me, it's more, it doesn't feel like it's religious text. It actually feels more like points you towards life and how to look at your effort and how not to worry about the outcome, Mm -hmm. right? Which goes completely opposite to what an entrepreneur thinks because the entrepreneur always thinks, dude, I'm the creator. I got to make this happen. You know, similar to what you were describing earlier, like, but I'm doing all this work, but I'm whatever. But if you don't have the right pauses, if you don't have those moments of reconnecting and whatever it might be for anybody, it could be meditation, it could be a walk in the park, it could be reading scripture, it could be reading the Bible, maybe going to church, maybe 
maybe going to the mm-hmm. temple, whatever your thing is, really that moment of connection time, so that you can see your both your minuteness in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things, but also comprehend the miracle in who you are in a way because you're here. It took so much <laughs> going perfectly well for you to be here, right? Your parents meeting, having the right situation. You know, like there's so much, there is truly so much to be grateful for if we really take the time and sit with it. And I don't mean the word, you know, I don't like what people are teaching these days. Like, be grateful first before you ask for anything. And I'm like, just be grateful. Why are you even putting the second part in it? Like, Mm -hmm. why don't you just stay in that state of gratitude? Why does it have to be a method to go someplace else? Do you know what I mean? Like, it feels almost forced. Why is it being Mm -hmm. this way? I will say... As a kid, I've visited India quite a bit. Like, you know, not, I wouldn't say quite a bit. There were years we would be in Europe versus India, or we mm-hmm. would still be in Africa, right? Depending on the school year or whatever. So we, we were traveling as kids. Like, like that for my dad, who came from very humble beginnings to taking the leap of faith and going to Africa with his very tiny family. I was just, it was just me and the mom. And then eventually working his way up the ladder and whatnot. And, you know, anyway, traveling like, I had a passport like when I was like, I think two, not even, or one, I think. And mm-hmm. I looked at like a small thing like that. And I remember I was going on a journey a few years ago and there were people on the journey with me and we were going to a pilgrimage for Hindus. It's a big deal. And it's called Kailash Mansarovar. And you go very close, like you're basically in the Himalayan region, but you're going to it from a different part of India into Tibet, actually, mm-hmm. or China. <laughs> we're going through that. And I remember there were people on my journey in that bus that specifically got a passport done so that they could apply for this program. I cannot begin to tell you the amount of faith they must have had because it was a lottery system. Mm. So it means you put your number in, you're randomly selected, and you get it or you don't get it. But these people got their passport so they could go to this. There are moments like that in India for me. This is where I was trying trying to tie the dots as well, like gratitude and grace and And really, one of the things I can tell you for me has been through my entrepreneurship journey, for whatever reason, I came to India. And since you and I have known each other, I've always been in India. (laughs) And uh, yeah, right. And it's so interesting because I think no matter what, I know I'm at the right place for the right reasons. And there was parts of this when I first got here because things were very difficult, right? Like the thing, there were things that I was so used to doing back home that wasn't as easy here, let's say right? Little stuff. But even in that, I've seen people be so grateful and kind to me when I don't understand something. Uh You know what I mean? It shows you humanity. This thing about this particular country has always been that it's been very kind to me. And I can never forget that that comes even from a higher power than my own. I mean, sure, my parents are Indian, we're of Indian heritage and whatnot, but most people will choose not to be on this journey, Mm. you know? Yeah. I think gratitude is important. I think that as long as it's not an agenda. Exactly. When you talked about the chances of you being here, that's why I refuse to believe that any of us are an accident. Right. Like there's a reason that we're here. There's a reason God created us. There's a reason for, you know, you have a mission, you have a purpose. And I just want to touch really quickly on before we move on to the last thing you want to talk about. I I mentioned it earlier and I kind of want to, before people get all in a tizzy about it and all these things, I want to just kind of 
contextualize. We don't over explain by... on this podcast, you know that, yeah. right? Like most people I'll... who listen to this expect me to like be talking yeah. to people who say things that are very <laughs> I touched on the spiritual versus religious type of thing. Dude, it's okay. In, in today's world, people are they butt against religion, but here's why I don't believe that. And here's why I believe religion is so important. And I'm not saying any one specific religion. I just think having an actual religion, not mm. just being I'm spiritual, I think it's important to have a stake in the ground. And I think of like a flower, right? If you put a flower in a pot with nice soil and it's got like, and it's watered, it's going to grow really well, right? It's in sunlight, it's in soil, it's got all the conditions it needs to thrive. If you take that same flower and you yank it out of the soil by the stem and the roots come out and everything, and you just lay it on the windowsill and you leave it there, it's going to be good for like a week or two, and then it's going to wither and die because it doesn't have what it needs to sustain itself. And to me, that's the difference. You can be spiritual and live for like, be cool for like a couple of weeks, but you need that soil. You need a community. You need accountability. You need some group that's going to, that also shares the same beliefs you do that can give you guidance, that can give you nurturement, that can help you understand things that are deeper than just what's within yourself. You need that group. And that's what religion does. Having a religion that you identify with doesn't make you a sheep. It doesn't make you incapable of thinking. What it does is it puts you in a community and gives you guidelines. That's what we need as human beings. We need these rules. Like we said, we talked about earlier, we all understand that it's wrong to go kill other people. That's not a right thing to do. We all get that. We need certain things like that as human beings so that we can live in accordance with our human nature and live that out properly. And I think having religion in accordance with these spiritual beliefs, it allows us to develop our spiritual beliefs in such a way that they become more powerful. Because if it's all us and we're all making our own decisions all the time, doing whatever we want, however we want, practicing whenever we want, it becomes too convoluted and it becomes too much. You have to ask yourself the question. And I ask myself this all the time whenever I'm making decisions and such. It's like, do I want this or does God want this for me? And if it's me that wants it for my own ego or my own feelings or my own emotions, and I come to that conclusion, then that doesn't make it wrong. But I think long and hard about it because it's like, if it's just me for me's sake, what good does this do mm -hmm. for the bigger picture? But I if agree. it's something that God is guiding me to, and he wants me to explore this or do this or try this, then that's a whole different story. And a lot of times we have to die to ourselves in order to do what we're really meant to do and find our bigger purpose. Oh, that part. I've gone through so many deaths and you've seen a more recent one as well. <laughs> yeah. But I've never scared of breaking shit up. I've never been scared of that ever. I've never been yeah. scared of breaking either because yes, it's horrible. It's not the best feeling in the world, but every emergence, every, because clearly something was dead there mm -hmm. and it needed to be uprooted. And then when I go back to faith and I go back to a higher power working through me, for me, mm -hmm so that I'm more useful for other people because that's what I do, right? You and I, in some ways, are here to help others. We know that mm -hmm. intrinsically. Yes, we call it whatever. You can call it entrepreneurship, call it being a chef or being a radio show host or a podcast host or whatever. You could, you know, you could be making cupcakes. It doesn't matter what mm -hmm. 
thing you put on it at the end of the day it's about connecting with other humans making sure that we're tipping the scale because the world we're living in right now there's a lot of stuff going on that's not helping humanity right from the food supply yep. to consumption of information i don't consume information like that i don't even watch tv like if you look at the tv downstairs it actually has giant posters on it because i don't want to put them on the wall so it's easier for me to see that because the screen is black and it sticks out because it's a pink poster so the, the whole list is very visible from a distance so i stopped consuming that years ago like i never watch tv and even if i needed to watch anything else i'll just watch it streaming if i needed to right like if it's a show or something but even I, i don't even have time for that and i think the clarity you're putting here is really like we need to have principles that guide us we need to have baseline morality mm-hmm. which is just like so difficult to find <laughs> like everything is so interpretable these days that when people see people being very decisive about certain things or committed to their own religions it becomes scary for the people that are more mm-hmm. quote unquote open right mm-hmm. so <laughs> well, I like to think about what's the one thing we can't all agree on. And that's why I use the one that we shouldn't kill each other because yeah, I yeah, think we can I... all agree on that one. <laughs> oh, At least I God. hope we can all agree on that one. I hope so. I own hate mail guys. <laughs> But I'll be very curious to hear what people have to say about this because it's always going to be cool to start dialogue around this, right? So, two rapid fire questions for you. Yep. First question would be other than the Bible. what have you read or what books have you gone back to over time that have helped move the needle for you whether it's in in your line of work or otherwise or it's helped guide you toward your purpose and the second would be what final thoughts do you want to leave our listeners with books wise i like to read a lot of biographies so mm. i'll read biographies about like historical figures things like that the apostles i like to read about the people who wrote the gospels things like that cuz i like to know what was their life like when they wrote that because we read it and we know it's truth it's gospel that's where the word guns <laughs> the word yeah. gospel but like what was their life like and really and from a historical standpoint and what were they actually thinking when they wrote it so i enjoy reading stuff like that i read a lot of philosophy i mean i mm. like to learn what like back in and that you know I'm studying philosophy right now you know as well just because it's fascinating to see the ideas that people had back 2500 years ago and how like you know you really think about it and you're like the world was so different so mm. different but a lot of the ideas were very similar a lot of people thought very similar things and had very deep ideas and it was really interesting to see what other people thought and how they solved problems and what they thought the solutions were to certain problems and then now that we have 2500 years in between we can actually look at what happened in some instances when some of these solutions were put into play and what actually took place did it work out the way they thought that it was going to did other things happen as i said I always believe that there's some seed of truth in every idea. I don't think all ideas are great ideas, but I believe that if you look deep enough, you can find some seed of truth or some thing in it that you can learn from that you can take from. So, I like to read things like that. When I think of like business books, I haven't read like a business book in in a long time, but you know, the one book I will say, this, I'm going to go opposite on you here. The one book that everyone on my podcast talks about, the one book that everyone reads every year over and over again is Think and Grow Rich. 
And I'll be honest, I've never read that book cover to cover. I have the copy, but I haven't read it cover to cover either. Yeah. I read like um, the first three chapters at one point. I listened to like the first four or five chapters of the audiobook at one point. Napoleon Hill? But yes. Napoleon Hill, but, right? You know what I do with him? I actually just prefer listening to audio on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, oh, what is the. Oh, what is the book? There's one CD that I used to listen to in my car over and over and over. Earl again. Nightingale has to be. It was, it was Earl Nightingale. I love Earl Nightingale. You the, could the listen Strangest to Strangest Secret. The Strangest Yeah, I Secret. like that. Yeah, I love that. That, was, book. that one's awesome. I highly recommend that. It's short, but it's really good. And I used to listen to that in my car over you and know, over and over again. I don't know if Spotify carries it now, but when it, like about two years ago, Spotify used to have a selection of his stuff, which I don't think people are paying attention to. I don't know if they put it around. Like, I don't know. If it's still there, but there's at least like a collection of Earl Nightingale, which you can just keep playing in the background while you're cooking or doing like work. It's not the best white noise for sure, but it's fantastic to listen to because what you can snap out of work for a second and everything is gold. (laughs) I love him and his voice. His voice is just. And you know, as as uh, someone who's been on radio, you you I'm sure oh, yeah. you, you appreciate the quality of his voice. Yeah, he's good. And also, the other person I like a lot is Zig Ziglar. Mm, he's also Zig does a lot of good stuff, and I like Zig because he doesn't curse. He's got a great message. He knows, like, if you want sales, if you want business, he knows it better than anyone. He's super successful, and you get just really, really good stuff from Zig. So I always love Zig. Yeah, he's right. he's awesome. Well, final message for this time that you're on the show. Because you'll be back. Final message. No pressure, right? (laughs) I think what I would say to people is, you know, what really made the difference for me is to number one, simplify. And number two, keep the main thing the main thing. I know people say that a lot, but it's like when I simplified, it made my life so much easier because like we get all caught up in our systems and processes and our businesses. And we think like when it gets more complicated, it makes us seem smarter. And I always like to go back to Einstein's quote that was like, you know, anyone can take something difficult and something simple and make it difficult, but mm. it takes a real genius to take something that's difficult and make it simple. Yeah. So how do you simplify to just the things? And then there's also the Pareto principle, right? That says 80% of the results come from 20% of the actions. So what are those 20% things Because when you cut out 80% of the things that are unnecessary, it gives you more space to keep the main thing the main thing. And what I mean by that is having that center of what's the most important thing to you. Obviously, your business, if you're an entrepreneur, is probably up in the top 10 or top five things or even top three things probably. But if you have a wife and kids or you have a husband and kids, your family should probably be number one or God should always be number one, whatever your belief is, whatever your higher power is, should be number one. Your family should be number two. And whatever you do to support the uh, the top two should be number three. Don't let me tell you how to live your life. Don't let me tell you how to order your list, but keep the main thing, the main thing. For me, the main thing is God. Everything else comes from God. Family is a gift from God. Family is something that I nurture because God gives me the opportunity to have. Um, you know, my business is a gift from God. So by keeping God the main thing, but still continuing to feed the other things out of respect because God gave me the opportunity and the blessing to have those things or to experience those things, that made all the difference in the world in my life. Because now when you have the proper order of things, when you're paying the proper amount of attention to the proper order of things, 
it changes the result drastically. I would say a lot of entrepreneurs who are struggling or who feel stuck, it's not a matter of not being smart enough. It's not a matter of needing to learn the next thing or go to the next event or understand the next tactic. I would say it's more of an issue of ordering. It's more of an issue of simplifying and ordering. If you simplify and you order things properly and you pay the proper attention to the proper things in the proper order, you'll get the results that you want. Maybe even more. Probably even more. Yeah. I mean, what I'm doing today, I didn't even know was a thing. I didn't plan for this. Like everyone's like, oh, if you visualize what you want, you'll get what you want. That's not the case because I didn't even know this was a thing. The company that I run, the things that we do, I didn't know this was available to me. But what I did was I kept seeing where God pulled me every step of the way and one step at a time. So the, the path to success isn't always linear. Yeah. It's not like I want to do this, so I'll just focus on that and I'll get that. That's when people get in trouble because if you are focused on this, there may be a better, clearer opportunity that you refuse to see that would even be more fulfilling for you. But because you're so focused on this other thing, you refuse to see that and now you feel stuck because you're not getting what you think you want, but the opportunity for something even better is available. So it's all about focusing on that next thing, doing what needs to be done for that, keeping things in the proper order and paying the proper attention to them in that manner. I don't know with that. <laughs> I think many it's not easy. It. No, it's it is not easy. Especially when you have enough demands on your time and attention, obviously, sometimes quite rightly so, of course, with people who have families that they're juggling with, like a very demanding career. And it doesn't always have to be entrepreneurship, but it could be something else as well. A you lot know, of patience always- and a lot of faith. Let's talk about that separately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> patience, of, patience is a hard one. Huh? Patience. You know this. We've talked about it. I've told you this. <laughs> and the faith part you and I talk about quite frequently. So you uh-huh. see me in my ebbs and flow. And I always appreciate the chats we have. And you are gracious enough to say yes to be on the show is always humbling. I don't take it for granted that just because I know somebody, they're going to say yes to me to come on this podcast. You know that, right? <laughs> come on. It's my pleasure. I was honored to be asked. <laughs> I was like, what if he says like, hey, Neelam, I don't know. <laughs> Neelam, your show's just not big enough for me. No, I know. That's, Imagine I, if you say that. <laughs> that's the worst. People should uh, never say that about any show because you never know if that one person that needs to hear your message that's going to make the difference in their life is the only person listening. And if that's the case then you've done a really good thing. I'd rather talk to one person that needs to hear it than 10 million people who don't care. So that's why I never ask. And of one is my principle. I don't really care about like a room of 2000 people or one person. I know Mm -hmm. that one person is all it takes, you know, one life at a time, right? And there's this one other concept I heard recently, which says like, you can turn someone down and treat them poorly, but you do not know where they're headed, right? Like, so you- You know, it just means like just practice humility where you can. And if someone treats you like crap, which, you know, I'm sure you've seen this. I see it in my work as well, where people are just like, oh, she's so friendly. I can just, you know, whatever. But I've had those kind of encounters as well. And I'm just gracious about it because otherwise I'm like, it's fine. They're operating from their level of consciousness. There's not much I can control there. I can just watch myself in my interactions and not react to to certain things that people do. And they don't, especially Mm -hmm. when you realize like, the things, the perspectives are a little different than yours. And then you realize, wow, that is a values mismatch. Do I Mm -hmm. really want to be with or around this person? Because I really do want to be around people who are 
striving to be better, of course, as as humans, as individuals. They're learning, they're growing, and they're always contributing. I like being around those people. Not, or I genuinely feel like as you get older, <laughs> hopefully wiser, it's even more important to pick your inner circle. And I will say one thing, you know, because you talk about the big thing, uh, literally everybody who has been on the show, right? There are people I've been surprised that have said yes, right? The people I didn't know, the people I've just been in their vortexes for like three months or something like that, or not even, right? And they've been so kind of like, dude, yeah, I'll come on your show. Like, doesn't matter. And they've given their genuine attention and time to talking to whoever's listening, because like you said, you Mm -hmm. don't know whose life you can impact because you just went on this one show. Yeah. And I also believe regardless of whether you're an entrepreneur or a CEO or in corporate or whatever it is that you do, doesn't matter. I think we're all on the same journey. We're all on a journey and we're all going to the same place. We're all going back to God eventually. You know, this life isn't forever. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like everyone is different. Every culture is different. Every experience is different. And everybody thinks a little bit differently. So I'm always under the impression, and I've told you this before, Neelam, that God is forming us in certain ways and giving us certain experiences and opportunities and seeing how we react. And we take these experiences and they shape us for the next part of the journey. Yeah. So there's no one way because we're all completely different. Like, so that's why it drives me nuts when people are like, you have to be this, or you have to do this, or you have to, it's like, everyone is different. Everyone's on, we're all on a different journey to the same place. So our our journeys are all going to be unique. They're all going to look different. We all need different experiences and different things to make us into what God wants us to be along the way and to contribute along the way to each other. Our paths intersect. Exactly. And that's important too, right? Because every person Mm -hmm. who crosses your path helps take you to the next space, right? The Pastor Mm -hmm. Carl, who was on the show, the first person who opened Words and Voices, Pastor Carl has several medical conditions and he still contributes to his community. Yeah. And I always want to talk to people like this. We had Will, who's felt like close to a million people and he's now just 16 now. These are people quietly going about their work. I love those types of people. And I've been very fortunate Really, I've been very fortunate to be surrounded by these people that I know them. Like, you know, the fact that I know them know them is like magical. And I think part of this idea behind words and voices was to have these type of real talks that genuine, honest talks as as best as we could, right? Openly with each other and hopefully add ripples of good into the world. That's that's about all. And you know, we may <laughs> you know, we may go under, get under some people's skin, but hey, it's uh, not everyone is for us and we're not for everyone. So <laughs> we love you all. Yes, we love you all. <laughs> but thank you Mario. I can't wait to have you back and thank you so much for spending the time. You know, you and I whenever we meet in real life in flesh it's going to be so much fun. We're going to be like talking to like <laughs> the like three or four in the morning, I'm sure. We'll have tons of tea available to keep us awake. Chai tea, as you say. No, but you don't say it. because <laughs> I didn't corrected. say that. <laughs> I did get corrected. You didn't Chai get corrected. tea and shrimp scampi. Shrimp scampi, yes, yes. <laughs> no such things. But I will make you a version that I have whenever I have chai. Indian style, like with ginger spiked with like cardamom and like mint leaves and a little bit of masala. It sounds amazing. <laughs> We're doing it. But thank you. Take good care of yourself and we will 
keep talking. Thanks so much, Neil. Thanks so much for stopping by Words and Voices with Neelam Tawar. We can't wait to see you again with another voice and more words from game changers, movers and shakers, and quiet visionaries creating a dent in the world. Oh, and please don't forget to comment and share what resonated with you here or on info at neelamtawar.com. Till we meet next, and as Neelam says, be good to you.